right now. Today is the day that you choose to change the rest of your life. It is time to turn your setback into the greatest comeback story ever told. And nobody is more capable than you. This is the Ranting Weight Watcher Podcast, the future number one weight loss podcast in the world. I am your host, Donato Russo. I hope you enjoy the show today. If this is your first time here and you enjoy the show, please subscribe and spread the word of the Ranting Weight Watcher podcast wherever you are and to whomever will listen. If you'd like to connect on social media or wherever else, check out my Linktree page, Linktree forward slash the Ranting Weight Watcher. Let's connect today. This is episode 103. Welcome to the Ranting Weight Watcher podcast. Just want to give you guys a reminder, August 26th, we are celebrating two years of the Ranting Weight Watcher podcast, and I would love for you to be a part of that show. I have a call-in number that is connected to a voicemail, and if you'd like to call, if you've been inspired or uplifted or touched in any way by this podcast and my story, please consider calling leaving a message because I would love to play them on the two-year anniversary. The number, 505-652-7268. Again, 505-652-7268. Well, let's jump right in. Let's get into this. journey updates. We are up a half a pound this week. So total for the month of August so far, we are up 1.8 pounds. You know our rule. We wait for three gains to make any changes. So we are two in a row and we'll see there is a plan in place for the third gain. And if there is a third gain, we will implement it next week. So stay tuned. Total loss since January 2019 is 153.6 pounds. Total pounds remaining to get to the milestone of 175 pounds lost is 21.4 pounds. Total pounds remaining to get to milestone 200 is 46.4 pounds to go. So I wanted to do a recap episode. The past few months here, For any new listeners who have joined since episode 100, I seem to have gained a bunch of new listeners. Now, I don't know if some of you may have gone back to the beginning. Some of you may be just listening to the new ones and haven't gone back to the beginning yet. So just in case, I'm going to do a brief recap of, say, the last, since basically the beginning of June. I was chosen by my job to become a credentialed trainer because our job is upgrading to a new software. I figured, hey, listen, I'll learn the system and teach everybody else the way I teach everybody else everything else. No big deal, right? Little did I know that on June 6th, 2022, I was walking into 
a fear that basically came back to haunt me from fourth grade. Now, when I was a kid, I have told this on the show before, I was bullied heavily for my weight. But I was also bullied because of my poor ability to read out loud. And when I started training on that Monday, June 6th, about two hours in, I realized quickly I could not do this the way I wanted to do it. I had to do it their way. I had to sit here and basically do a slideshow presentation, move around in the new system, and read out loud like a movie script to the people who I was training. I went basically crazy at this point. I wanted no part of this training whatsoever anymore. There was no way I was going to do this. And then I thought about it, got my head on straight, and realized, you know, hey, listen, it was my director who asked me this. And they wouldn't have asked me this if they didn't think I could do it. And it was extremely uncomfortable. We had to do what was called teachbacks, where we had to teach each other the, the lessons and practice teaching. And so our teacher would then, you know, critique us, do this, do that, and whatever on. And each week, five days a week, for eight hours a day, it was the biggest mental battle of my life because every second was dwelling on this fear from the fourth grade. And this fear from the fourth grade runs so deep would be like the teacher would say, okay, we're going to be reading from chapter 13 of this book or whatever. And so she would pick the first person and she'd say, start with you and then go in order of the desks, whatever, right? And so because of that, I would be able to count the paragraphs to find which paragraph would be mine. And because I wanted to avoid being bullied, I would never even get the message of whatever we were reading. Because I would count my paragraph, find it, and read it over and over and over and over and absorb none of the actual reading that was going on with the rest of the class. I would be so obsessed with my paragraph that I would not pay attention to the rest of the story. So long story short, fast forward six weeks of this. Six weeks is my training and we come to the day to where I have to do a practice session with a panel of judges that are going to say, yes, you're credentialed. No, you're not credentialed, basically. And so I do my presentation. It was an experience that, unlike anything I've ever had, this whole training process. I became credentialed. So now there's some time off. And during this time off, as we approach the day that I'm going to have to start training people now, because that's what I was trained for, right? I was trained so that I can train all the people that I work with. So we're getting closer and closer to August 9th. 
which was yesterday. And I'm getting more and more stressed out. Anxiety is through the roof. I'm having trouble sleeping. All kinds of things. And as I get closer, I get the anxiety is going up higher and higher and I'm less and less myself. To the point where the day before, I could barely concentrate all day at work. It was just so in my head about having to do this the next day. I was counting down the hours. Well, 12 hours to go. Oh, 11 hours to go. 10 hours to go. On Tuesday morning, I woke up way before any alarms. It was about four in the morning. I came into my office here and I took out the lesson plan that I was supposed to teach. I had been reading through it all week. Let me just get it fresh in my head before class. That was my thought process. It comes time for me to drive to work. And not only is this my first day training, it is my first day back to the office in two and a half years or two, a little over two years, whatever it is. I get to where I'm supposed to do the training and I quickly realize the steps I took last night, which were to send a bunch of information to all of my students this, you're going to need this for tomorrow. And I put it all in an email so they would have it ready to go. I got there. I realized that the computers were not set up so that they could log in with their normal network logins. That they were all student computers that were heavily modified so they could only be taught the system. Although I was thinking I had to teach them the way I was taught we had to access the system the same way I was taught to access the system. So that's why I set them all these things ahead of time. But now with this idea of now they're not going to have access to their own email, I quickly panicked and tried to find the way that it was supposed to be done because obviously it wasn't going to be my way. I contact uh, the head of the training. She tells me how to do it. So I do it her way, and then everything they need is present. In my first class, I had seven students and eight computers. One computer had an internet issue. Anyway, we ended up having the student move to another desk, and then they got into the system. No harm, no foul. The first lesson finally went underway. I got everybody logged in the proper way and we were ready to go. At the moment where it came time to become what I needed to become, it was like a light switch. All of the sudden, I was the teacher and I began to teach. I end up finishing the first lesson an hour before it was supposed to be finished. It was supposed to finish at noon, and I finished at 11. So I told them, well, listen, you have all this extra time now. Start clicking around on the system. You can't break it. You're not going to blow the computer up. Click around, mess around with it, do crazy things. 
get to know the system in a way that others might not have the opportunity to because you have an extra hour with it. Anyway, 12 o'clock comes and we go to lunch. We come back from lunch and there's a new course to teach. Now, I have eight students for the second course and eight computers. One of them which does not have internet access. Now I have a real problem, a real first issue. Again, I went to the IT department to really iterate how important it was that I get some help. Well, I guess the person I spoke to let someone know I was in trouble, that I was having issues. Because all of a sudden, shortly after that, I was receiving calls from numerous people. Did you get that problem fixed with that other computer? What can I do to help you? I came to the point when rather than come and quickly fix it, rather than have IT come and quickly fix the computer, the, uh, the answer became have maintenance come, unlock another classroom on another floor, and have the entire class move to that floor. That was the more logical answer. I guess. Who am I? I just followed the directions I was told, made everybody pick up their belongings. We went to another floor to go to another class. Got everybody logged in on that floor and got everybody underway. We probably started that class 40 minutes or so late, officially. So we lost 40 minutes. But I pushed on. Long story short, we still finished on time with no issues. And it went off as a great first day in my training career. You know, there's a Instagram account that now, of course, that I want to tell you about it, but the name slips my mind. I love this Instagram account because they combine two favorite things of mine. They have inspirational quotes and they put them together with big cats. I love wild cats, tigers, lions, you know, stuff like that. I love big cats. I often tell people that my spirit animal is the Siberian tiger. It's a little off topic, but the Siberian tiger is the largest of all the cats. It could get up to 13 feet long and range anywhere between six and 700 pounds. It is not much bigger than a lion, but the massive amount of muscle makes them much heavier and much more strong, making them the bigger animal just by sheer muscle strength alone. And some of my favorite things about the animal is they live in one of the harshest environments in the, in the world. Siberia, it's winter there, 
like, I don't know, six to nine months out of the year. And it could reach temperatures below 40 below zero there. They are solitary animals. They hunt alone. And they survive. It is so amazing to me, the abilities of this animal. They live on their own, only coming together to procreate. And they survive. They aren't like lions where they travel together and hunt together. They are just on their own in the harshest environments on the planet. And so this day, this account posted with obviously my favorite animal. And it says, once you see results, success becomes an addiction. And I loved it. I mean, I saw this days before. And all of a sudden, this quote came back to my mind. Because yesterday, when I did my training, something happened to me. There was a change. And I knew I had to stop putting off certain things in my life. We're going to take a break. We'll be right back. I now present to you the Ranting Weight Watcher Accountability Creed. If you choose this day to say this creed, you are accountable to me, the author. You are also accountable to all of those before you who have taken the creed and all of those after you who will take the creed. But most of all, you are accountable to yourself. Now recite with me the accountability creed. Nothing can stand in my way because I choose to be unstoppable. My challenges crumble in my presence because I choose strength when I am weak. My insecurities have no power over my life because I choose confidence in the face of fear. I own every last one of my mistakes because I choose growth over mediocrity. The mirror and the scale are powerless because I move forward in spite of the result. Circumstances are not obstacles because I see solutions instead of problems. The demons of my past can no longer torment me because I choose to renew my mind daily. All things are possible as long as I believe because if God is for me, who can be against me? This is the creed I declare each day. It is about what I do, not what I say. I will learn the work that needs to be done. I will never stop even when I've won. I will work consistently, no matter the cost. I refuse to believe that all hope is lost. I will work when I want to. I will work when I don't. I will work when they are cheering. I will work when they won't. I will work when it's easy. I will work when it's hard. The atonements that I've made are made with no regard. 
I will work when it's cold. I will work when it's hot. Because choices have consequences, justified or not. When I think I know it all, I will start back at one. Because regardless of what I think, the work is never done. And from this moment forward, when times are tough, I choose to believe that I am enough. And now it's time for random facts you didn't know you needed to know with the Ranting Weight Watcher. Our current random fact comes from Sue Ellen of Atlanta, Georgia. It's an article titled, Apple Pie Isn't Actually American. Apples originally come from Asia. The first pies were baked in medieval Europe. Even the concept of putting apples in pie traces back to a recipe from England in 1381. Nevertheless, the phrase as American as apple pie turned up by 1924 and became a common saying during the years of the Second World War. Now, for those of you who don't know why I read that, as I'm talking about this in this episode, the fear that I am battling of reading aloud, I decided to make it a part of the show. And I would love for you to be a part of that and participate with me. So this is for random, fun, it doesn't matter. Just little, just facts that nobody knows that are interesting. Whatever it is. Email it to the show. And it's going to be the one part of the show that isn't edited. Hey, I want to be able to gauge my progress in reading aloud. So we have to do that by not editing it. And I'm not going to be able to read the email until the moment that I'm recording it. So if you could put in the subject random facts or fun facts, whatever you want to do. So I know not to open it at the time. And send that email to therantingweightwatcher at gmail.com. Again, that's therantingweightwatcher at gmail.com. Please participate with me in helping my battle with this fear. Now, let's get back to the show. Well, that wasn't so bad. Maybe it's because the article's about apple pie. <laughs> I have, uh, I don't like many desserts, but I do love apple pie. I, I love any kind of pie. A fruit pie, a fruit filled pie. I love any kind of pie. <laughs> and cookies, pie, and that's about, I mean, those are my favorites. Cookies and pie. <laughs> So we ended the previous segment talking about a recap of what I have been going through with this training. 
this training, I thought I knew what it was to feel uncomfortable when I was done with the training. I'm like, oh, well, the, for I don't know what I was thinking, but in my mind, it was like the worst was over. Quickly, I realized, no, the worst was only beginning because now it was my turn to do what I needed to do. This whole training experience taught me something about myself. I definitely benefit from succeeding when in an extremely stressful situation. I could also say succeeding from a mental challenge, especially one that is so deep-rooted like this was from the fourth grade, is a level of transformation that I thought I knew, but I didn't really know until this moment, this week. I'm not even going to pretend like I know it all now. I just know that I feel different today than I did yesterday before starting the training. You know, there's so many things in my life that I wanted to do. You know, like for one, I mean, it may sound stupid. One of my dreams was to play golf. Now you're like, well, what's the big deal? So go play golf. At 400 pounds, I did not want to be the fat guy holding everybody else up trying to learn golf. I remember being in the studio. So this is pre-COVID, okay? And I remember telling this story that one day I'm going to go and play golf and I'm going to learn golf and then play it on a regular basis because it's one of my dreams to do. Whether or not I'll be good at it, who knows? But I wanted to do it. It was something I wanted to do and something I kept saying, I can't do that yet because I don't want to be the fat guy holding everybody up, slowing everybody down because I can't move and I don't know what I'm doing. So it's a twofold problem. A number of people like, what are you kidding me? You can go and play now. It's not a big deal. Just go, just go. I told myself, no, no, I can't go. I can't go. I'm not, I'm not at the point. I'm not succeeded enough yet. And I have revisited it a number of times and I kept saying to myself the same thing. I'm not successful enough yet to attempt golfing. What am I putting off here? I mean, if you really think about this, every choice I've made counter to my health has only added to the length of time that it would ever get me to play golf. Every time I chose something that was unhealthy, it's just adding to this moment. What is the real moment? What is this mysterious moment that I will be worthy enough to play golf. What moment in time is that? Because it, there seems to be in my head some magical moment in my life that has to present itself in order for me to play or attempt to play golf. But this all has to be fear. Fear that has slowed me down and stopped me from even attempting it. There is no magical moment. That's the truth. And every day I spend not doing it at this point. Listen, I'm down 153 pounds. Why can't I? Why can't I play golf? Look at all the stress and anxiety I just put myself through to train people in a system facing fourth grade demons that come back to haunt me. And I can't try to play golf? I mean, and golf is just one thing. It's just one thing. And I keep waiting for this moment. What do I got to do? I got to hit goal first? 
I mean, I'm saying this to you guys, but I'm really talking to myself here. Do I really need to hit goal first in order to even attempt to play golf? What did I build up in my head here? Why am I not trying this already? 153 pounds, at least I could try and do something with it. And I even said a few months ago, when the, at the start of the summer, hey, maybe we should try and go to a driving range. Here we are. It's basically the end of summer. We're two, three weeks away. Two, you know, at the moment. At the moment, we're about midway through August, and I haven't even attempted it. All because there's this magical moment in time. It's so built up in my mind. This moment in time where I will play golf. Well, when will it be the moment? It's never going to be perfect. So when will it be the moment? So much of our lives, we settle for less. We decide in our head based on risk and reward. And in reality, it's like we're trapping ourselves in our own prison. The fear that we have when we say, oh, eh, that's not, I can't, I shouldn't do that now. It's coming from fear. It may not feel like fear. It may sound something so trivial, but all emotions, every single emotion you could possibly feel, they are the child of two emotions. Every single emotion is a child of love or a child of fear. So it may not seem like fear is holding you back from doing that thing. The reality is that it is. And that's what's holding me back. It's rooted in fear. It may not feel like fear. It may not even be the proper word to use. But the parent of that emotion is fear. Because it certainly isn't love. In reality, it's not risk versus reward. It's living versus existing. How much of your life have you felt like you were just existing? Maybe you feel like that right now. Maybe you don't realize you feel like that right now. How many times have you convinced yourself that the food in front of you will make you feel better, but all it really does is add another chain? It creates the time period to be longer for you to get to that point where you feel like you can live. It lengthens it. Let's think about this for a moment. How many special core memory moments did you miss from life because you were worried that you weren't going to be able to do the walking that it would take to get to do that? You were worried that you were too big to fit in the situation. All because of a poor relationship with food. All of these things in life you missed out on and I missed out on. with life's problems and we convinced ourselves that food was the answer 
food was the answer to comfort ourselves with whatever problem we had in life. And we lied to ourselves and we believed those lies for years and years and years and some of us still now. We avoid what we know we can do because it's more comfortable to eat. We were called for so much more. We were called for greatness. Start choosing yourself because the methods you use to cope with life's problems are only prolonging the problems. those things because you know what you want and you know what you can't do and you know what you fear doing because you don't want to deal with it as long as all of those things exist you aren't living you are existing start living now I love each and every one of you God bless you all